Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, we'll be giving a quick little breakdown of our thoughts and opinions. But first, the intro. guys welcome back to yet another episode of the off wrestling podcast first order of business before we get into our review of hell in the cell which was a semi-decent review first order of business though is that we got to discuss the judgment day segment on raw this week wow wow i see this coming i don't think anybody did man I had a strong feeling that Finn was going to join because it was just like the swerve. I feel like that made sense. But I think everybody was expecting it. Like We were anticipating it. You know what I mean? But I didn't see Finn joining and then kicking out Edge as the leader. Yeah, at all. That's wild. At all. At all. I don't think I've ever seen a leader get their own group that that soon. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as somebody joins, they get kicked out. So this is very interesting. And, like, I like Edge as a leader, but I don't mind Finn for some reason. And I feel like it's because Finn's been so directionless for a while now that I'm just happy he has something. You know I mean? He needs he needs to be a heel, bro. Yeah, he's got to be a heel. That face, stuff, I mean, he's a good face, but it's not working right now. You know I mean? Yeah, his him being a face has gotten him buried so for so many years, bro. Like they always throw him up against Braun Strowman, throw him up against whatever, whoever they want to be the top heel, throw him against Baron Corbin. You know what I'm saying Edge, whoever. So I'm so glad. Like maybe he'll actually get a shot at something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As, as a face. He was not getting, you know, he was over with the crowd, but he was consistently losing every single match. Yeah, he was um, basically ricocheting almost. Yeah. Like, almost was Finn, was it, does this make Finn the leader or does it make uh, Damian Priest the leader? Or are they saying like, my thing My thing that they're probably going to do is say like, we're, you know, we're, we were cool with the group and everything, but we ain't trying to stand behind you. We're trying to stand beside each other. I don't see anybody as like the new leader, yeah. you know, because I can't really see. I, I don't know why they would allow Finn to join the group and mm-hmm. then, you know, stand behind Finn. It's like everybody probably wants to be equals now. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, everybody just doing things for the Judgment Day and not necessarily answering to somebody, which is what they said. In the, like Damien said in the promo, like, we're not answering anybody anymore. We they were his servants. They were basically his servants. Before. Essentially, yeah. Essentially, yeah. Um, so I think that's what's going to happen. But it's like a lot of the group stuff was like, based around edge and his philosophy so it's like yeah what's the direction now because i just started getting into the group like they came out you know literally during hell in a cell and i'm just like man this theme song is hard like it's, it's hard. hard you know what i mean like i got behind the purple and the interests and i'm like man they can they're gonna go on a run like i, I was imagining them against the bloodline and all that stuff and now it's like oh they just swerved us like crazy so i think we're definitely getting finn versus edge at SummerSlam. like we're getting that build towards SummerSlam. oh yeah and i'm definitely here for it um but i'm not sure if like what does edge just go back to like the old edge gimmick or is he gonna stay <laughs> the philosophy judgment day guy like this is interesting i haven't been as interested in one of their storylines in a minute you know what i mean good job a, a decent a relatively decent episode of raw is yeah 
<laughs> it was a pretty decent episode, though. That's what I was like, thinking. I was like, man, I have not actually enjoyed Raw in a long time. <laughs> it was solid. It was really solid. Um, but I just hope this whole like angle that they got going on, I hope they don't drop the ball with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but getting into the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. So we had the opener. It was Becky Lynch versus Asuka versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Of course, Bianca picked up the W. Um, even though the build was really mid to this match, I think the commentators and the crowd kind of gave it more of a big fight feeling, and it made me get more behind it. And I actually ended up really, really enjoying this match. It was really good. Um, yeah. They're just they're, they're all former champions. You know I mean, they all have championship history, and it just equal to like a really fire match. Yeah, Chicago was a huge, huge part of that. You know what I'm saying? I forgot. Very true. I forgot it was in Chicago until I heard them like they'll make you get into anything. Also, Oscar looked very strong. It was like super strong, like undefeated streak Oscar. You know what I mean? The double, like double ankle lock. Woo. Yes, Tough. it was. Yeah, it was a little things like uh, I I remember seeing when Bianca did like a standing stalling suplex and she ran in place. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that before. Like. To not only lift your opponent, but to like jog in place while you're doing a suplex. That's completely amazing. But yeah, I agree with you with one of the double ankle lock and uh it's a whole situation. It was like a this could have closed this could have closed the the bout. And um, yeah, it I was I was thinking it possibly could when I started hearing about the Cody reports and everything. I was like, this yeah. may end up being the main event because there's nobody like Roman's not on the card, you know what I mean? Like certain titles not getting defended, but yeah, it was definitely a five-star match. Very sure, yeah, very, very good match. Um, man, everybody shined here. I was super, super impressed with everybody, and it kind of got me more into like each of their individual storyline got going on now. Like, they all walked away looking good. Now, I'm like invested to see what they do next, yeah. And on Raw afterwards, it seemed like they kind of like, okay, we're definitely doing this with Becky, we're doing this with Bianca versus Rhea, but with Asuka, I'm just like, I hope she's not stuck in the middle and she's not mm. doing anything. Lost she, needs awesome, the, she needs something the most, you know what I mean? Because she just yeah. came back, so. But after this, we had almost an Omas in MVP versus Bobby Lashley. I, um, the diss track that MVP did was just so <laughs> random. It was hilarious. Almighty. Almighty. He had a couple of bars in there, but it was definitely yeah. very WWE. Was like, who, put him, who, who put him up to this? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Who did yeah. this? Who did it? It was very, like, I don't know. Um, But then also them doing the... They showed like a little thing, like a backstage segment with Cedric back there, like talking right before the match. I was like, okay, something hokey's about to go down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not for work. You already know Cedric's trying to get involved in this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, what is almost what is Omos like really do after this? Like, what is <laughs> what is his position now? Like booking him as a giant, and then I mean, Bobby needed the win more so than anything, I guess. I like I've totally forgot he was WWE champion. Like until he went, you know, after the match, he's like you know, grab somebody's title from the crowd, like a, a replica title mm-hmm. and hold it up. I totally forgot that, you know, Brock Lesnar, you know, he well, he <laughs> lost it at the Elimination Chamber. I was like, well, yeah, he was WWE champion. Yeah. You just totally forgot about it. He's, you were a champion. Yeah. yeah, You were a champion. Yes, yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm definitely wanting him to get back into that title picture, but I just feel like there's so many people that are – in that area right now. Like, I feel like Cody's definitely up next to get it against Roman. Obviously, that probably won't happen until, like... He's going to be out, you know what I'm saying? That's not going to be until Mania that we get probably Cody versus Roman. Or we might get Rock versus Roman. I don't know what, like, the future holds right now. Um, But I definitely see Bobby at least getting, like, the U.S. title off of Theory or something right now. Just kind of keep him busy, but 
maybe one of these days he'll get back in the title picture, but it'll just be for Roman to run through him, I feel like. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. um, I think the match was cool. It's a decent couple of spots in there. But I just feel like this feud has only felt like MVP. It felt like MVP has had the issues, but not so not, much Omos. Not Omos. Yeah, like, why is he not just fighting? Well, of course, he getting demolished by Bobby, but it's like, why is he not just doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's the he's the one that's the fresher talent, so he needs to they needs to be focused on him more. I need to hear him promoing more and saying, I'm better than you, Bobby. We never really got that for real. Yeah. It's just like, don't mess with MVP. Yeah, and my thing is, like, I think the one point of this match, like, for me, it just proved how over Lastly is. Like, granted, mm-hmm. it is Chicago. And it's like one of the loudest crowds, but they were genuinely a hundred percent behind Bobby, like completely organic. No, you know, not like the system pushing him. Like I've questioned his face run, like how much do they actually like Lashley? But like based on this match, they absolutely love Lashley, uh, especially like the, the you know just appraising everything he got after the match and everything, and them saying like picking up the title and saying I'm coming and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he might be on that level to challenge like for the to really challenge for the WWE title. Say Drew gets it or somebody else gets it. Granted, mm-hmm. again, he's not going to beat Roman. But I do think that this proved like he is over on that level as like a, uh, one of the top faces on Raw. Yeah, he's definitely one of the top faces. And his promo work by itself is getting better and better. Like, he's, Yeah, not- he's genuinely better without – even without MVP. Like I, I kind of question like them breaking off MVP because he has been a good mouthpiece for him. But like mm-hmm. he's genuinely good. Like he's he's been getting better on Mike. Yeah, I know TNA, he was, like, pretty much doing all his promos then, too. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, I definitely see him in the title picture. I just don't know what it looks like with Drew there and Cody and Seth and everybody. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see what plays out from it. But he's definitely faces on Raw. I saw something they were saying, like, he's supposed to be the number one face on Raw, which it yeah, hasn't really looked like yeah. that. It hasn't looked like that. It's looked me. like it's been Cody. Cody, yeah. But with Cody going away, we'll talk about that later, but. Uh, with Cody going away, it seems like maybe Brock, I mean, Bobby will be that number one guy for real, for real. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. But we can definitely expect Omas to be down Cedric Alexander for the next two months. <laughs> right. What's going to happen? Three or four then weeks. Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel with Kevin Owens winning. Um, I think Ezekiel showed some fire, like some new fire in this match. Like, kind of like a partially like the first part of it, I was like, eh, it kind of seems like a raw match. It doesn't really need to be on the sale match. Yeah. But like halfway through, like, I think um, Ezekiel got kind of upset and then he just kind of sh- started showing more fire. And I was like, oh, like he's actually like, he can go. And I don't even wrestle, but it's a new character. I haven't seen like much of like his style, his wrestling style through it. It kind of came out more in this match. It was definitely like a sleeper match. Like I'm with you at first. I was like, why is this on? Why is this on the main card? Granted, they've been talking about it for the last few weeks, but like after they actually wrestled, it was some fire. I actually, I actually loved it. I love KO, like chanting, like that's Elias to people, like randomly when they say we love one Elias, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. Um, love the match, love the 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 finish and everything. Uh, I think he should have won too. So, you know, I, I'm with it. Yeah. Was not a bad match. Um, but the, it was just weird. Like there were some matches where I was like, I'm not really invested. In this storyline, but I enjoyed the match, which was kind of rare. Same. It was very rare. And then we got this is one of my favorite matches on the card. Probably like my second, no, third favorite match. It was up there. It was up there. Um, it was AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan, which I guess was supposed to be the bullet club. I don't know. Versus <laughs> the Judgment Day, which of course Judgment Day winning. Um, both teams had like matching ring gear, which I thought was cool, but 
Diet House of Black and the Purple. I just couldn't get over it. It was <laughs> it just kind of felt like they're kind of trying too hard with this dark gimmick thing, which I hope it kind of changes a little bit with Finn being in the mix and I guess Edge being out. Um, but it was definitely a battle from the start. Super, very, very good match. Um, it's probably one of the best mixed tag team matches I've ever seen, like in a while. Yeah. It was, was kind of crazy with the the term with the. Uh intergender rules and everything when you have a six-man tag but it was it was genuinely good yeah it was a solid match um i think everybody shined here did you not know? see that swerve coming though that yeah. happened on raw afterwards but it was very good do you know how aj got busted open i watched it back and i saw him take like a dive to the outside and the next thing you know he, he <laughs> walks in the ring and he's busted wide open doing a phenomenal forearm i did not see how he got busted open at all yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't see it either. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it. I hope he's okay though. I hope it's a quick healing process for him. Because they can't afford to lose anybody else. Very true. Very true. Um and then we had they can't, you're right. <laughs> not they one more person to go down, man. They can't, bro. It's looking kind of meek over there. Um yeah. and then we had Happy Corbin versus Mac Hat Moss. I believe Mac Hat Moss picked up the W. Um the match got right to it. There's a lot of action in there. This match was weird. Like it kind of gave me like 2008 WWE vibes like there would be like these random new characters that they would try to get it was over. his gear wasn't it, it was I think it was the gear. gear I think it was yeah, the okay gear. I was gonna but say there were moments the in the thing. match too where I was like it kind of feels like an older WWE match and I think it might yeah. be the gear it might yeah. be the gear you're right they, so like the Smackdown before they changed Madcap's gimmick basically like where he doesn't wear the suspenders or casual work shoes, whatever you want to call them. It, it looked terrible. But he kind of has like this generic creator wrestler gear on. So just like like character Preset number seven. Attire. Yeah. yeah, there's no logos on his tights at all. There's no he really doesn't have a gimmick, you know what I'm saying? It's just Mm-mm. it's him and he's like this explosive guy, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm trying to hold on to it again. I've always said Matt Cass, one of my favorite guys, you know what I'm saying? Just because of his explosiveness and his potential, like he could mm-hmm. be. In my eyes, like a Drew McIntyre, like he's you know he has a physique and everything, the explosiveness and everything, and maybe the charisma. But what like it's just where do you go from here from his character? It's still so generic. He needs something. He does still something. He does. um, I mean, yeah, the match. You know, I think uh, I do remember a spot where Moss just throws an office chair at Corbin. I did. (laughs) I did kind of like that. You know. I was cool with it being an ODQ. I think if this was a standard match, I definitely would have been looking at this like, why was this not on SmackDown? You know what I mean? Yeah. But Ooh, at least some, about... yeah, some kind of hardcore element to it for it to be on this kind of card. You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I definitely like this level of intensity. Um, I would love to see it versus like a more of a top level competitor. We've seen it with Drew, but I like it's like the the Kevin Owens and um, you know the Romans. It's kind of like people of that nature to kind of see what can come out of him more. Um, but definitely a great match. I love him getting his revenge against Corbin, but his attire made him look like mid-cap Moss instead of mad-cap Moss. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think he looked really good here. He looked, He's getting better, but he looked really good. He did. Uh, and to Corbin's credit, like, Corbin is actually, I, I consider Corbin a top heel. You know what I mean? Like He he's, is. He's a top heel, um, just like, just the way he reacts to the crowd. I remember the crowd chanting, like, I think they were chanting, we want tables. And he mm-hmm. fakes like he's pulling out the table just to play with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, <laughs> like that's just what kind of person Corbin is. Like, yeah. I think to Corbin's credit, Corbin can make anybody look good. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm with you. I want to see what he looks like fighting somebody that isn't Baron Corbin, you know? Like, where? what is his next level from here? What is his gimmick going to be from here? Because the whole Madcap Moss thing is not going to, 
you know, he needs a total name change. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder something. if they're gonna start building towards where it's Mac. I was gonna say Mid Cap. Don't name that man that man. They build up Mad Cap that kind of get him to like this burning hot face, and then they eventually have him go against Awesome Theory. Mm. I I'm here for that match and that, okay. that feud. I think that would be hard. I think that'd be really good. Um, but he'll be the one that finally dethrones Austin and takes over the US title. Because I see Austin yeah. having that title at least until WrestleMania. I can see that. You know I, mean? I think he's that gotta have the right gimmick, man. Because yeah, some kind of another gimmick. Austin or Madcap? Madcap. Madcap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not working. <laughs> it's not working. Generic preset costume two. Yeah, so Mid. like midcap. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of Austin Theory, we have Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali. Um, I don't like Theory coming out first. I hate when the champions come out first. The champions should always come out last. In boxing and UFC, and even like in wrestling, like the champion always comes out last. So yeah. that part kind of bugged me a little bit. Um, but I think the match was definitely decent. There's a few good spots here and there. Um, but I think it's clear, like, Ali has definitely just brought back hands of their talent. And maybe they're going to let him know his contract expires. But I think it's clear that maybe he wants to leave and they're just letting him work out the rest of his dates on his contract or they're going to let him go. Because I, I don't really see a future for him as far as, like, him losing like this, like he's been. So I don't know. Yeah, losing in your hometown is never a good look. I forgot. Um, I guess he was in Chicago or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, I think they're just kind of letting him live out whatever the rest of his contract is. My thing is, at least they're not jobbing him like they did with Dean Ambrose with the Nia, uh, Nia Jackson. And oh man, another thing at the Rumble, like they just had him just job. <laughs> I mean, when you're jobbing the Nia Jax, like it's, it's pretty bad as a man, not as a woman. I'm just saying, but as a man, when you're jobbing the Nia Jax, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I did see like some shades of theory actually being decent. Like I've always looked at theory and kind of wonder like, okay, he's young. You know what I'm saying? Like he, you know what I'm saying? He has a decent look, but what do they actually see in him? You know what I'm saying? Like I've always mm-hmm. seen them like, especially when they start saying like, oh, you know, he could possibly be the next Randy Orton or John Cena. John Cena, yeah. Randy Orton or John Cena, like their performances out the gate, like kind of blew me out the way. You know what I mean? Like John Cena yeah. doing the unique yeah. freestyles and stuff. Like, I ex- when I was a kid, I would write down some of John Cena's freestyles. Um, <laughs> oh man, I should have told everybody. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I would write down a freestyle. Like he was, act- he was genuinely a great character. But for Austin Theory, like I just, I don't quite see that yet. For them to name him the protege and everything, like I haven't seen that yet. But in this match, like when he did, kind of, I think he did like a modified. He like jumped to the top rope and did a, a Spanish fly, like just out the blue. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, okay, that was impressive. But um he's talented. I he's talented. I just want to see like where is this going? You know, like with the theory thing. Yeah. Like, where is this going? Um, and I've actually seen some rumors about, you know, um John Cena possibly challenging theory for the United States Championship. Like I've seen Same. Cena like throwing some subliminals out. I'm like, okay, if they're going to put him in a match with Cena. There has to be something significant. Like, show me something, like something yeah. bigger than what something I've different. currently currently seen. Because I don't, I don't quite see it yet. Yeah, um, and it's you're right. Like with Cena, it was like literally out the gate, basic ergonomics. And even like he when he was like the prototype gimmick, like the ruthless aggression guy, he was pretty solid then too. He <laughs> stood mean? out. He stood like, out. He, he stood out. I got the match against Kurt Angle. It just stood out. Um, and it's like, you know, when he did that stuff, it was new. And I guess now they kind of rehashed a lot of stuff and it doesn't feel as like genuine anymore. 
But I definitely would say, like, you know, like, he doesn't really stick out as much as, like, when Randy became, like, the, the legend killer and everything. Like, yeah. I think he just needs, like, a gimmick change. Because he's at that point where he's kind of like that. He's he's a man that, taking selfies with other yeah. men after the match. Like, I just don't, like, He's what like Tyler about Breeze's that? little brother. Yes, yes. Like, what about <laughs> that is, like, really, really groundbreaking. Like, I'm looking for that. Like, when you tell yeah. me Mr. McMahon's protege. So that's why I'm like, eh. I'm he's being- one gimmick away. Yeah, I'm being patient, but like, where's the new gimmick? Like, show me the gimmick <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now, need to him in Madcap. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see, and they both have very bright futures. Um, but Mustafa, I don't, I don't know what's happening with my guy. He's about to be a TNA, <laughs> um, <laughs> but he might resign. I don't know. We'll see. Crazier things have happened in the WWE. He might resign right. and come back. You know, what I mean, it'd probably feel better about his run. But right. um, moving on. This is probably the wildest match. So I knew that Cody was injured. You know what I mean? And he had the torn pack, and I talked about it during the show or at the beginning of the show or whatever. I didn't believe it totally- until I saw it on Twitter and I saw a picture of it. I was like, oh my God. Like that man wrestled like that. It was just purple. It looked like he smashed a bag of grapes under his arm. Like that's how purple. <laughs> it looked his like his chest was. was dead for real, for real. Like it's just, wild. On the left, just on the right side. It looked like it was just dead. Yeah, yeah, it looked like I've never, I've never seen that. And like with this match, I've never seen something where everything looked like it hurt. It did, and I was just like, "Bro, is he okay?" They need to stop the match. But I'm, I'm surprised they didn't play that up more. But he's such a tough dude. It seems like in real life, he's such a tough dude. Like that just shows how passionate he is about his character and wrestling and the fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess what they were saying was because he tore it, literally tore it off the bone. It wasn't something where you could do more damage. It was like, you already need surgery. There's nothing yeah. further. That's how he was cleared and able to wrestle. Because mm-hmm. They completely tore it off the bone. So it's like, we can't injure it further than it already is. It's torn. So gotcha. um, but yeah, like when I saw like, have they ever done that before? Like, let somebody wrestle. Hurt I don't know like if that? they've ever. I don't know if anybody's ever been put in that position, but it's just like um, his contract. <laughs> good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good. It must be good. But like with with the whole Roman thing, like with Roman being out, and like everybody, like the fans essentially know, like, hey, Roman's kind of taking a hiatus, so um, they need this main event. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have if you don't have Seth Rollins in this, who are you going to call the le- Seth Rollins versus Cody? Who are you going to call the last minute to do this? So it's like. It was absolutely needed for the business, you know what I'm saying? It was. So respect to him doing it, but like especially with the spots where you know Seth is like taking, I think he was taking like the the candlestick, candlestick, like grinding it into his chest. <laughs> it was like, wow, everything looks like it hurts. You know, it's all um, bad. Yeah, but I, I, love him. I think for me, like I love the mind games that Seth played too. Just kind of getting down to the times in the match. With the polka dots coming out, kind of like making yeah. making fun of the fact that you know Dusty wore polka dots in his initial run in WWE and him playing the mind games. He had the little weight belt with the polka dot stuff, kind of messing yeah. with him. You see like how he put on the too. belt? I think you put how he put on his jacket and just whipped him. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> on the tour pack. <laughs> I felt bad. I felt so bad for being so entertained because it was it looked like everything looked like it hurt. Man. It was very entertaining, but I just kept being like, man, like I can't help but to think he might injure this more. But after you said what you said, like it probably can't get any worse, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there were a few spots where I was like, it doesn't look like that really hurt him for real. Like, maybe the damage has already been done. Yeah. He doesn't even feel anything anymore. That's what I kind of started thinking, because I'm like, he's got to be in some type of pain going through this right now. But it seemed like it was more so when he landed on his back, or like on that side, oh, that's yeah. when he really started to like kind of look like he was wincing in pain. Man, crazy match. Um, <laughs> well, I've never seen anything like this ever, you know what I mean? Like, 
They had, it turned into a bull rope match at one point in the match. I'm like, bro, Cody, just end the match, fam. Like, your, your peck is gone. <laughs> just end the match. What are you doing right now? You know what I mean? Just get a respectable W. Um, but it was it was really good. It was a really good match. And I think the sledgehammer and throw situation was... Um, I'm always seeing was, Triple H references uh, in, like, Cody's matches, or at least lately in WWE, with the sledgehammer and the pedigrees and stuff like that. Uh, is it really is too bad that Triple H is now retired? Because I can definitely, I definitely could have saw like a Mania match with Triple H versus Cody Rhodes. Man, would have been a five star story. The yeah. story that could have been told and how Triple H kind of like pulls stuff out with promos and kind of get his opponents upset. That would be fire. Yeah, but we, we can't get in. I, I, you know, more so want a healthy Triple H versus a selfish <laughs> WrestleMania match. We could dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? We could dream. Yeah, the match just wild, bro. I've never seen this before. Yeah. yeah. Over, overall, what did you rate this? The match or the pay per view? <laughs> the pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> the pay per view, not just the match. Nah, the pay per view gets like a three out of five. I feel like. It's like That's, a two point five to a three out of five. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was gonna get a three out of five, um, just because of some of the uh, some of the lower matches. I'm not gonna really point them out and just like discredit them or whatever but some of the lo- some of the matches were like smackdown or raw matches but for yeah. the matches that delivered the rollins versus cody rose the the triple threat match and then the, the six-man tag match i have to give them credit credit and then like you know of course they're working with the roster that they have roman's clearly not there so you couldn't have had drew on there so they didn't have mm-hmm. you know like just certain people couldn't be a part of it things so are that, limited gotta, yeah it's limited and it is what it is it um, just imagine the pay-per-view if cody didn't show like oh uh, yeah Man, and if you think about it too, like most of the matches, like 80% of the matches were raw matches. Like, yeah, there was like no SmackDown matches, I don't think. And then they, they're saving Ricochet versus um Gunther for this upcoming Friday, but I'm like, that should have been on the that card, definitely would have been on the card. They could have benefited from having that on the card, so that that kind of like made it the rating for a bit just because I feel like them having that kind of spotlight. Gunther, he's a new character. <laughs> Like he should have, he should definitely win the title at Hell in a Cell. Like that would make a lot of sense. But yeah, um, I think it, that brought it down for me. But favorite match is definitely Cody versus Seth three. Super crazy. And I hope that Cody gets the surgery that he needs soon and he comes back and gives us more bangers. And then um Oscar versus Becky versus Bianca was definitely my close second favorite. Definitely. Same, exact same for me. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that was another solar all for us in podcast. Please remember if you did not like it, you can't complain because we told you it was all from the jump. Solar for us in podcast. Peace. Peace. Episode, be sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, follow us on Instagram at Off Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Off Wrestling One.